Sirius XM Sports Podcasts presents Mad Dog's Daily Bite with Christopher Russo. And good afternoon, everybody! Let's begin there on this afternoon program here today uh, with the Wimbledon final yesterday uh, at the All England Club, where, in fact, uh, you know, first off, Kyrgios, despite the idea that, you know, you kind of wanted to see him win, Djokovic has won that event a million times. You know, you root for the underdog. You know, how many times are you going to sit there and root for Djokovic? It's almost like U.S. Steel. So, and all my buddies hate Djokovic anyway because they either love Federer and love Nadal, and you can't love all three of them at the same time. So as a result, you are sort of attracted to the underdog, whether it's Berrigini last year, whether it's uh, Dynamic Team at the uh, at the uh, Australian Open, Medvedev at last year's Flushing uh, Meadow re- uh, final when he beat um, Djokovic to thwart the triple, the Grand Slam attempt. You sort of, you know, you lean that way, but boy, oh boy, uh, you can lean that way all you want. Kyrgios is a very tough guy to root for, despite the efforts of Johnny Mack, who it's almost like psychologically he's rooting for Kyrgios because he realizes at times that maybe his behavior wasn't the best, and so he doesn't like to think that uh, nobody like didn't like him because of his behavior, so he kind of throws the same thing to Kyrgios. Well, you know what, he's so good, he's so talented, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, like Johnny Mac, Kyrgios, half the time is fun to watch and half the time is impossible to watch. And I have a lot of trouble getting into him. The screaming and yelling at his at his, um, at his his box goes on and on and on. You know, yelling at the uh, at the uh, chair umpire about removing a, uh, a maybe an overserved patron. I mean, it goes, uh, it just doesn't stop. And he's very, very, very difficult to sit there and say, ah, I'm unabashed today. I'm a Kyrgios fan. Get the, it's hard. It's it's hard. And I'll tell you right now, it's almost, I love Johnny Mac. Everybody knows that. But it's almost like he's rooting hard for Kyrgios because it almost makes his behavior to be okay based on Kyrgios. I, I know it's subtle when I think that, but I do think there is something to it. But Djokovic was too steady. Djokovic, who had made a habit of losing set number one uh, in this tournament. Remember, he lost set number one to Nori in the semis. He lost the first two sets to center in the quarterfinals. He's had some trouble in that first set. Kyrgios yesterday won the first set. Uh, uh, was it 6-4, um, got a break and he did what he had to do. And then, of course, in the second set, Djokovic got out of a love 40 game. And in the third set, uh, Kyrgios could not hold when he was serving at 4-all 40 love uh, in set number three at a set apiece. And those two games are, is where he lost the tournament. Uh, who lost the final. Throw in a very poor tiebreaker in set number four, uh, starting with a double fault on the first point while serving, and that's and that's how you have it. I mean, there's nothing much else to say. Djokovic is the elastic man. He's the best returner server we have in tennis. And, you know, despite 30 aces from Kyrgios, you know, he at times got himself in a little trouble. He had two bad double faults. He had a bad double fault in the first point of that aforementioned tiebreaker in set number four. And he had a double fault at the deuce point at four all in the third. And again, at Wimbledon, we don't get many chances to recover if you have a bad slippage. Basically, at Wimbledon a bad four minutes and you're out of the tournament. 
is basically what it comes down to. And he had a bad two or three minute period there, a couple of different occasions, and the margins are so slim. And when you have that, you know, you're going to be out. And that's exactly what Kyrgios said, that he had a bad two minutes in the tiebreaker. He lost seven points to three, down 6-1 at one point. Fourth set tiebreaker, it's remember first to seven. Only in the fifth set is it first to ten. And then he had uh, a couple of bad patches earlier on. Uh, again, love 40, Djokovic serving, got out of it. 40 love, uh, uh, Kyrgios serving it. Uh, four all in the third, and Djokovic got out of it. Those five points in both scenarios and a bad tiebreaker, and that's why Djokovic wins Wimbledon. I mean, there's nothing much else to say. Djokovic is not going to be anybody who is going to beat himself in those situations. You know, if you want to beat Djokovic on that court, and it's amazing that that court, he's so, you know, he's almost as impressive on that court as Sampras was, as Borg was, and as uh, as, Sam- as Sampras was. Uh, I mean, he is that good, and Federer. He is, you know, Federer won eight, but he He's already now won seven. And who's to think he's not going to win a couple more? I mean, that's what Djokovic, he, he's he's almost as comfortable on that court as he is in Australia at Rod Laver, where he wins that tournament a million times. I think he's won it eight times. And, you know, he is just, he loves that, but he loves the court. And I think what people don't realize about Djokovic is that, you know, Wimbledon was his early, was his early dream. You know, I think people don't realize that a kid growing up there in, in a war-torn country, moving out at six years of age and Eastern Europe would love Wimbledon, but, you know, Pete was his hero, and he does because of that. And so it's not really the U.S. Open. It's not, uh, you know, anywhere. It's not the French Open. It's certainly not in Australia. Wimbledon is the tournament that that he wants to win more than any other, and I think a lot of people are surprised by that, but that seems to be the case. I don't know if Nadal grew up thinking that way. I, I, you know, I mean, uh, you know, Federer did and Djokovic did, and maybe for that reason, that's where they are right now, eight and seven. Hey, what are you going to do about Djokovic? I mean, he's a, you know, listen, you can not love him. You can scream and yell all you want. But, boy, I'll tell you, he's going to end up with 25 grand slams. He's got 21 now. He's 35 years of age. Yes, his vaccination situation, we're going to get to that in a minute. Uh, That is tricky. But eventually he'll be back in the mix at these majors, whether it's in New York, we'll see. Australia in January, we will see. But he's going to play Melbourne again. He's going to play New York eventually again. Uh, You know, he's got a good chance to win a couple more Wimbledon. He'll probably win another Australian Open. Uh, what, are you telling me he can't win in New York again? I mean, he's going to end up with 25 majors. I mean, that's just all there is to it. You can sit there and debate it all you want. He's got 21 now. He's got four more in his He's got four more in his pocket. You know, Federer, you can't care. Federer is probably through. And Nadal, you know, A, you got to wonder about his health. And B, you know, we'll give him some French Opens, but we'll have to wait and see on some others. So at the end of the day, the debate will be where do you rank Djokovic with the other two? Uh, you know, he's going to have four. Four or five more majors than Federer has. So that's going to give him a leg up there. And he's probably going to have a couple of more than Nadal has, which will also give him a leg up. I mean, that's not to say that Nadal won't win a couple of more majors, but with his physique and, you know, his physicality and his breakdowns and everything else. Now, he'll win in Paris into the, into the you know, he'll win a couple of more in Paris. I'm not denying that. Uh, but I don't know if he's going to win another one anywhere else. Djokovic is going to win a couple of more in a couple of different places. He's going to win a couple of more Wimbledons and a couple of more Australian Opens, and he'll probably squeeze in a U.S. Open a boot. So at the end of the day, the debate's going to be where do you put Djokovic with Nadal, more so than Federer, where do you put him with Nadal at the end of the day?
And the thing is, I've always said, uh, the thing that does bother me a little bit about Nadal, now he's overcome that a bit with his second Australian in January when he beat Medvedev when he was down two sets. But the thing that would bother me a little bit about Nadal is he's got 22 majors and 14 of them are in one place. That leaves him only eight in the other three. Djokovic has 21 majors. Now, listen, I understand that he's only got two Frenches, but he's got four U.S. Opens, two French Opens, eight Australians, and seven Wimbledons. The balance is better. It might be three U.S. Opens. I might be off one, the breakdown. Maybe he's got nine Australian Opens. We know he's got seven French, and we, uh, we know he's got two French, and we know he's got seven uh, Wimbledons. I think it's eight, four. It might be nine, three. But whatever it might be, you know, you get the idea. He's got a little better balance uh, with the spreading out of his majors compared to Rafa. So if you want to go with that argument, you can. I think he's probably better. I think at the end of the day, uh, historically, you know, I may not like him as much. He may not be as fun to watch. Uh, and he does need an opponent almost to bring out the best of him. You know, see, Nadal, you'd, if, if you had a choice to watch all three at a Grand Slam and they were playing at the same time and you had your choice to go sit in the stands to watch all three, Djokovic would be the third person you'd pick. Some would pick Federer for his brilliance. Some would pick uh, Nadal for his guts. So Djokovic would be the third guy. So he's always going to stack up in a minority compared to the other two. But at the end of the day, if you want to make a case that he's the best player of all time, you certainly can do that without any qualms and have a strong leg to stand on. As far as Kyrgios is concerned, I do not, I am not going to all of a sudden think because he got to this Grand Slam final that that means the door is now open and he's going to make many a more Grand Slam final since he figures out now what he has to do to do so. So I'm not going to do that because I got to see more. He's, he's not consistent enough. He doesn't play enough. I still don't completely trust him. He played well yesterday. I mean, I, you know, he, again, a couple of bad patches, but I'm not going to completely trust him. And as far as Djokovic in New York, I'll say it this way. Uh, it's not the U.S. Open's policy. It's the United States government policy. The fact that he can't come to New York at the moment, six weeks from now, that he can't come to New York because he is not vaccinated and he's a foreigner has got to be the dumbest piece of legislation I've seen in a long time. Let me get this straight. Everybody can flock in. From, I don't want to be anti-immigrant. Everybody can flock in from Mexico by the droves. You think those folks are back? You think those folks are vaccinated? You think they're checking out the border where their guy's gotten his booster shot? Not a chance. Yet somehow Djokovic can't come in and play in the U.S. Open when they can test him whether he's negative the whole two weeks. If he's not negative, I mean, we can test him. Negative or positive the whole two weeks. We can't test the folks flocking into the United States now, can we? Yet somehow he can't play and they can fly. If you're going to make vaccination a policy, be consistent. Make it all over the place. If not, allow Djokovic to play. That's a big problem if he can't. Big problem. They're not flocking into Australia. They're not surrounded by another piece of land. Okay? Nobody's taking a boat from uh, Asia to go to Australia. Here, we're flocked by land. You can't let them, I mean, it, and I have no problem. Let them come by the droves. But if you're going to do that, Djokovic has got to come play too. Got to be fair. Want more Chris Russo? Listen to Mad Dog Unleashed weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. 